Section seven of The Wise of Cooking by Janet Mackenzie Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Pastry. Pastry is a stiff dough made with a large proportion of shortening. Pastry should be light or flaky and friable rather than porous and soft. All varieties of pastry may be included under the terms plain and flaky pastry. In plain pastry, the shortening is mixed evenly throughout the flour. In flaky pastry, either dough or plain pastry is combined with shortening in layers or flakes. The starch and shortening combined in pastry are an acknowledged source of muscular energy, and those who exercise freely in the open air will find no trouble in digesting well-made and well-baked pastry. Good pastry, being tender and friable, is easily masticated. It is the half-cooked, liquid-soaked undercrust of pies made by careless cooks that has brought pastry into disrepute. Fat makes a tender crust, and plentiful shortening is the first requisite for good pastry. Puff paste, in which equal weights of flour and shortening are used, is more digestible than pastry with a scant proportion of fat and a large proportion of water. Pies are the form in which pastry is commonly most acceptable with these it does not suffice to use the proper proportion of ingredients and to combine them correctly much depends on the manner of putting the paste and filling together and the baking there is moisture in all pie fillings and if the filling be left to stand on the lower paste before baking or if the oven be not hot enough to bake the lower paste before it becomes saturated with moisture a tough crust will result the inference is obvious avoid putting a pie together until the upper crust has been rolled and made ready to set in place and the oven has been heated to bake it custard pie plain pastry four eggs three-quarter cupful sugar one-half teaspoonful salt two and one-half cupfuls rich milk nutmeg trim the sheet of paste to extend beyond the plate three-fourths an inch on all sides roll over the paste to meet the edge of the plate flute this double fold of paste with the thumbs and finger and press each fluting down upon the edge of the plate in setting the paste on the plate press out all air from below beat the eggs add the sugar and salt and beat again add the milk mix thoroughly and turn into the prepared plate set to cook in a hot oven lowering the heat after a few minutes that the custard be not overcooked when puffy and firm the pie is baked grate a little nutmeg over the top and chill before serving for plain pastry see page sixty six strawberry shortcake two and one half cupfuls pastry flour five teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt one third cupful crisco one cupful milk about butter two baskets strawberries one and one half cupfuls granulated sugar whipped cream sugar sift together the flour baking powder and salt with two knives or the tips of the fingers work in the crisco then use milk as needed to mix to a soft dough with a spoon spread the dough in two well criscoed cake pans bake about fifteen minutes turn one cake on a large chop plate spread the bottom with butter cover with strawberries mixed with the sugar set the second cake above the berries spread this with butter and the rest of the berries serve with or without cream this recipe may be used for fresh raspberries 
blackberries or peaches or for canned apricots to prepare the strawberries hull wash and drain them leave a few choice berries whole cut the rest in halves mix with the sugar more sugar may be needed and let stand half an hour or longer sift confectioner's sugar over the top of the finished cake and set the whole berries above in a symmetrical order whys of pastry one why use pastry flour answer pastry flour absorbs a comparatively small measure of water and thus is well adapted to pastry making two why use a small quantity of water answer fat and flour the main ingredients in pastry used alone make a crumbly mixture that cannot be handled just enough water should be used to render the flour and shortening smooth and pliable three why have the ingredients for pastry cold answer warm shortening absorbs the flour forming a dense mixture in which no air is entangled with cold shortening air will separate the particles of fat and flour cold rather than warm water will aid in keeping in the air the heat of the oven expands the air and makes the pastry light four why cut the shortening into the flour with two knives answer the warmth of the fingers acts upon the pastry in the same manner as warmth in the air and shortening with two knives the work may be done in less time than with one five why does pastry clean the bowl when just the right quantity of water has been added to the mixture answer as the mixture is cut and turned over with the knife against the sides of the bowl it will clean the bowl when just enough liquid has been added to take up all the flour if more liquid be added than the flour will absorb the remedy is to cut a tablespoonful of shortening into three or four tablespoonfuls of flour and then cut enough of this into the first mixture to put the mass into a condition to clean or wipe out the bowl six why handle pastry lightly and as little as possible answer in handling pastry or turning it over air escapes also as the paste softens on exposure to the heat of the room flour must be added for which no shortening has been taken and the loss of air and excess of flour will make the finished pastry tough and heavy seven why not mix the shortening too thoroughly into the flour answer the object is to incorporate air spaces that expansion of air when heated may make the pastry light eight why is pastry sometimes grainy and crumbly answer pastry is grainy and crumbly either when the shortening and flour are mixed together too thoroughly or too little water is used to make a smooth mixture or for both these reasons nine why cover pastry close and let stand some hours in a cool place before shaping and baking answer by standing the moisture acts on the gluten in the flour and brings out its elasticity rendering it easy to roll or stretch the paste into a thin sheet pastry is covered to exclude the air which would dry it upon the outside it is kept in a cool place to keep the enclosed air cool ten why roll pastry with a light rather than a firm and heavy motion answer pastry is rolled with a light motion that the air may not be pressed from it eleven why be careful that pastry does not stick to the board answer if pastry sticks to the board it cannot be lifted and set upon the utensil on which it is to be baked 
it has to be put into the shape again which is objectionable twelve why note that the paste slips on the board answer as long as the paste slips on the board it is not sticking to it the moment it begins to adhere it may be lifted on the sides of the forefingers and drawn to a place where there will be a sprinkling of flour between it and the board thirteen why is the sprinkling of flour needed answer the paste sticks to the board at the point where it is moist if there be a little more flour on the board than the moisture will absorb the paste may be rolled out without much handling fourteen why use a magic cover in making pastry answer a soft paste is less likely to stick to a magic cover than to any other surface a magic cover is a square of duck used in place of a board and a firm stockinette cover that is drawn over the rolling pin fifteen why is some pastry tough answer if pastry is to be tender or short plenty of fat must be used flour and water make a tough mixture a tender paste is not possible unless shortening equal to half the weight of the flour be used sixteen why in putting a pie together brush over the edge of the lower crust with cold water answer the cold water causes the edges of the two crusts to adhere and make a close joint to keep in the filling seventeen why perforate the upper crust answer the upper crust is perforated to provide an exit for the steam from the cooking filling if no opening be provided the steam would burst out at the weakest place usually at the edge where the two pieces of pastry come together not only steam but filling will escape eighteen why have the paste for a pie lie loosely over the plate and again loosely over the filling answer pastry shrinks in cooking and if it is to enclose and keep in the filling allowance must be made for this shrinkage nineteen why does pastry shrink answer in flour as in all organic substances water is in composition the water in flour is changed to steam which is driven off in baking this loss of water reduces the size of the finished product a cake or a loaf of bread as well as pastry shrinks from the sides of the pan when done shrinkage is a test by which the extent of cooking may be determined twenty why bake the pastry for some pies as lemon before putting in the filling answer by baking the pastry before the filling is put in place it may be baked thoroughly and a liquid soaked crust be avoided twenty one why bake the shell or under crust of pies on the outside of the pan answer pastry baked on the inverted pan in which it is to be set gives the right shape for the pan twenty two why is this method of baking pies not in more general use answer when well cooked a pie tastes better when filling and pastry are baked together nor is the method adapted to f all kinds of pies some plates as glassware heat so quickly that with a very little care no pie baked in them should be served with other than a digestible lower crust twenty three why set pastry to bake in a hot oven answer a pie is set to cook in a hot oven that the undercrust may be baked before it becomes soaked with liquid from the filling twenty four if pastry be properly made why should it be heavy in case it be a little underbaked answer the walls of the air cells must be thoroughly stiffened by the heat of the oven 
in other words the pastry must be thoroughly baked or when removed from the heat the oven the cell walls will collapse and form a heavy mass twenty five why does fruit run out of a pie in baking answer sometimes the perforations in the upper crust become clogged with filling or the edges cook together and steam cannot escape through them sometimes the pie cooks so fast that more steam is formed than can escape through the openings and new openings are made at the weakest places twenty six why is pastry considered indigestible answer pastry that is not properly made and baked is apt to be heavy and dense and the digestive fluids cannot penetrate it easily good pastry eaten occasionally by people in health is not to be considered indigestible twenty seven why is crisco a good shortening for pastry answer as crisco melts at a lower degree of temperature than that of the human body and is also a pure vegetable fat it is comparatively easy of digestion also being practically tasteless the flavors of the fruit or other delicate products combined with the pastry are not lost twenty eight why not eat pastry at the end of a hearty meal answer too large a quantity of fat cannot be readily and perfectly digested it is more hygienic to close a meal in which for instance a fat roast of meat rich sauces and vegetables dressed with butter are served with a light sweet lacking in fat recipes plain pastry one and one half cupfuls flour one teaspoonful salt one half cupful crisco four to six tablespoonfuls cold water sift flour and salt and cut crisco into flour with knife until finely divided fingertips may be used to finish blending materials add gradually sufficient water to make stiff paste water should be added sparingly and mixed with knife through dry ingredients form lightly and quickly into dough roll out on slightly floured board about one quarter inch thick use light motion in handling rolling pin and roll from center outward sufficient for one small pie flaky pastry two cupfuls pastry flour one half teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful baking powder one half cupful crisco one third cupful or more cold water three or four level tablespoonfuls crisco creamed use the above ingredients except the creamed crisco as in making plain pastry roll the pastry into a thin rectangular sheet on half of the paste set part of the cream crisco in small bits equally distant one from another fold the other half of the paste over the crisco put the rest of the crisco on half of this surface in the same manner as before and again fold half of the paste over the crisco pat the paste with the pin then roll into a long strip fold the strip three times to make three layers of paste turn the paste halfway round that it may not be rolled in the same direction as before and roll into a thin sheet the rolling and folding may be repeated three or four times if desired this paste is used for tarts little pies and the upper crust of larger pies rhubarb pie one cupful chopped rhubarb one egg beaten light one cupful sugar one cracker rolled into crumbs one tablespoonful crisco one quarter teaspoonful salt mix all the ingredients together bake between two crusts use a rather small pie plate butterscotch pie one half recipe for flaky pastry three tablespoonfuls cornstarch 
one quarter teaspoonful salt one half cupful cold milk one cupful milk scalded two tablespoonfuls crisco one cupful brown sugar two egg yolks meringue two egg whites one quarter cupful granulated sugar bake the pastry rolled as for pie crust on the outside of an inverted pie pan prick the paste all over and set the pie pan on a tin sheet to keep the edge from contact with the oven when baked set inside a clean pie plate turn in the cooked filling cover with the meringue and let bake about ten minutes to make the filling cook the cornstarch and salt mixed with the cold milk in the hot milk fifteen minutes add the crisco and sugar stirred and cooked over the fire until the sugar is dissolved and bubbly add the yolks for the meringue beat the whites very light and gradually beat in the sugar english apple pie one half recipe flaky pastry apples three-quarter cupful sugar one half teaspoonful salt grating of nutmeg or lemon rind two teaspoonfuls of crisco two to three tablespoonfuls water rub over the inside of a deep pie plate with crisco and slice pared apples into it to fill rather high sprinkle on the sugar salt and nutmeg add the crisco in bits here and there and pour on the water roll the paste into a round to fit the plate cut slits in the paste and spread it over the apple pressing it on the edge of the dish bake about forty minutes serve with or without cream berry pie recipe for plain pastry two tablespoonfuls crisco one generous pint berries one cupful sugar one tablespoonful flour one half teaspoonful salt line the plate with part of the plain pastry letting it emerge one quarter inch beyond the plate roll the rest of the pastry into a thin sheet spread one half with one tablespoonful of the crisco and fold the other half of the paste over the crisco spread the other tablespoonful of crisco over half of this paste and fold to cover the shortening pat and roll into a long strip fold three times and roll to fit the lower paste make a few slits in the centre turn the berries and other ingredients into the pastry lined plate brush the edge with cold water set the second piece of paste in place pressing the edges close together set to bake in an oven hot on the bottom takes about half an hour new england cream tart pie two cupfuls dry applesauce two cupfuls cream three egg yolks well beaten one half a nutmeg grated sugar as desired one half teaspoonful salt three egg whites beaten dry one third cupful granulated sugar spitzenberg apples are considered the best for this pie but other tart apples may be used press the apples cooked with as little water as possible through a sieve add the cream and stir into the yolks mixed with the nutmeg salt and sugar about one cupful of sugar is plenty have ready a pastry shell baked over an inverted pie plate set the shell inside the plate pour in the filling and set into a moderate oven to cook the filling beat the sugar into the beaten egg whites and spread over the pie cooled somewhat and return to the oven to cook the meringue it should take from ten to fifteen minutes the filling may also be baked in a pastry lined plate as is a squash or custard pie prune pie use plain pastry for the under crust roll the rest of the pastry into a sheet add bits of crisco here and there to cover one half the paste and fold to cover the crisco add more crisco in bits and fold to cover it 
pat and roll into a sheet fold to make three layers and roll to fit the plate for the upper crust of the pie filling for prune pie three-quarter pound cooked prunes stoned one cupful sugar juice of half lemon two tablespoonfuls flour prune juice as needed one tablespoonful crisco in bits one half teaspoonful salt put the prunes into the pastry lined plate add the other ingredients two tablespoonfuls of orange marmalade may replace the lemon juice and brush the edge of the paste with cold water set the upper paste in place trim as needed and brush the edges together with cold water bake about half an hour open cranberry pie or cranberry tart spread a round of flaky paste over an inverted pie plate prick the paste with a fork here and there over the sides as well as the top bake until done remove the paste from the plate wash the plate and set the pastry inside turn a cooked filling into the pastry shell and set figures cut from pastry and bake above the filling cooked cranberry filling two level tablespoonfuls cornstarch one half teaspoonful salt scant one cupful sugar one cupful boiling water one quarter cupful molasses one teaspoonful crisco two cupfuls chopped cranberries sift together the cornstarch salt and sugar pour on the boiling water and stir until boiling add the other ingredients and let simmer fifteen minutes apple peach or pineapple marmalade make good fillings for a pastry shell baked on an inverted plate heat the marmalade and turn it once into a shell canned pineapple filling to a pint can of grated pineapple add half a cupful of sugar and the juice of half a lemon let simmer until thick then use as above apple pie pastry four to six apples one quarter teaspoon salt three quarter to one cupful sugar one to two teaspoonfuls crisco grating of nutmeg two to three tablespoonfuls cold water use either plain or flaky pastry or use plain pastry for the lower and flaky pastry for the upper crusts take half the paste to be used onto the cloth covered board dredge lightly with flour and knead slightly roll into a round to fit the plate trim as needed to have nearly one-fourth an inch of paste beyond the edge entirely around the plate slice the apples into the plate mix the salt and sugar and spread over the apples and put on the crisco in bits here and there add the nutmeg and water brush over the edge of the paste with cold water and set the second round of paste above the apple letting it lie a little loose press the edges of paste together and trim if needed bake about half an hour after the pie has been in the oven five or six minutes the paste should have risen somewhat cut several slits in the upper crust before setting it in place squash pie one quarter cupful crisco three quarter cupful sugar two eggs or one egg and two crackers rolled fine three-quarter teaspoonful salt one-half teaspoonful cinnamon one and one-quarter cupful strained squash one cupful milk one-quarter cupful cream cream the crisco and beat the eggs add half the sugar to the crisco the other half of the eggs and combine the two add the other ingredients and mix again bake in a plate lined as for a custard pie chicken pie one chicken cut in pieces and cooked salt and pepper to season two and one half cupfuls pastry flour two and one half teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt two-thirds cupful crisco one half cupful cold water 
some flowers take up more water than others one quarter cupful crisco set the hot chicken in a baking dish sprinkle on salt and pepper pour on the broth to nearly cover the chicken have ready the pastry set it above the chicken letting the edge rest on the dish bake about half an hour for the pastry sift together the flour baking powder and salt with two knives work in the two-thirds cupful of crisco then gradually add the water and work to a paste knead the paste slightly on a floured board roll into a rectangular sheet spread one half with crisco fold the other half of the paste over the crisco and fold as before roll into a sheet fold three times then roll to fit the dish trim the paste as needed cut figures from these trimmings brush the underside with cold water and set on the large piece of pastry easy chicken patties cut flaky pastry rolled into a thin sheet into rounds to fit small tins press them on inverted tins and prick with a fork to let out air beneath set the pastry covered tins on a tin sheet and let bake ten or twelve minutes cut out rounds for covers decorate with small figures cut from the paste and brush underneath with cold water to make them adhere chill and bake remove the paste from the tins fill with two cupfuls of cubes of cooked chicken stirred into two cupfuls of cream sauce and set the covers above serve at once cream sauce one quarter cupful crisco one quarter cupful flour one quarter teaspoonful salt one quarter teaspoonful pepper two cupfuls milk or for patties one cupful milk and one cupful chicken broth melt the crisco in it cook the flour and seasoning add the liquid and stir constantly until boiling shoe paste cream cakes one half cupful crisco one cupful boiling water one cupful pastry flour three eggs filling two cupfuls milk one half cupful flour one half teaspoonful salt two eggs three quarter cupful sugar one teaspoonful vanilla put the crisco over the fire in the water when again boiling sift in the flour and stir and cook until the mixture leaves the sides of the pan a smooth paste turn into an earthen bowl and beat in the eggs one at a time beat in each egg thoroughly before the next is added drop onto a baking sheet in irregular rounds about three inches in diameter bake in an oven with strong heat on the bottom about twenty-five minutes when done the cakes will feel light taken in the hand when cool open on one side and insert the filling to make the filling stir a little of the milk with the flour and salt to make a thin paste cook this in the rest of the milk scald it over hot water stirring constantly until the mixture thickens let cook fifteen minutes beat the eggs add the sugar and beat again then stir into the hot mixture stir and cook until the egg is cooked let cool then add the vanilla and use cornbread one half cupful crisco one half cupful sugar three egg yolks one and one quarter cupful sweet milk seven eighths cupful cornmeal two cupfuls sifted pastry flour five teaspoonfuls baking powder one teaspoonful salt two egg whites beaten dry cream the crisco beat in the sugar then the yolks beaten light sift together the cornmeal flour baking powder and salt add to the first mixture alternately with the milk then beat in the whites of eggs bake in a well criscoed pan about twenty five minutes coffee cake one cake compressed yeast one quarter cupful lukewarm water 
one cupful scalded and cooled milk about one and three quarter cupfuls flour three quarter teaspoonful salt one quarter cupful sugar one third cupful melted crisco one egg beaten light flour for soft dough about three cupfuls egg white three tablespoonfuls sugar one tablespoonful cinnamon one quarter cupful sliced almonds mix the yeast with the water add to the milk with flour for the sponge and beat until smooth cover and let become light add the salt sugar melted crisco egg and flour as needed beat until smooth cover and set aside to become doubled in bulk cut down and spread in a pan rubbed over with crisco when again light brush the top of the cake with egg white dredge with the sugar and cinnamon and sprinkle on the nuts bake about twenty five minutes use a pan about ten by eight inches end of section seven